Oxford Centre for Triple Value Healthcare, otherwise known as 3V, scans over 30 journals seeking out important papers on value. To save you time, 3V assesses this research to identify the implications for value-based healthcare and summarises them on our blogs and in our podcasts. About two years ago, I sent a saliva sample to California to a company called 23andMe. At that time, the company was allowed to advertise polygenic tests and give risk profiles. They're no longer allowed to do so as the Federal Drugs Administration started to haul them in for the claims they were making. But as a silent shopper, I was interested to see uh, the genomic revolution. Now, obviously, whether there are single gene disorders, a genetic test is very useful. Either you have a disease or you don't have a disease, and that's probably true for familial hypercholesterolemia. <clears throat> However, polygenic scores are different than numbers. So, I received a report from California, and it told me I was 4.6% Neanderthal compared to 4.2%. Um, and I'm not quite sure what to make of that uh, when I tell people they give a knowing look. But I was also told I had a 26% chance of prostate cancer compared to a 22% chance. 26% versus 22%. Well, what was I to make of that? Fortunately, uh, I know enough about the PSA story and the variety of different prostate cancers that there are, just to park that. I could easily have spent an hour with a GP or an hour with a, with a urologist, and at the end of that hour, I don't think either of us would have been any wiser as to what was going on. So polygenic scores are cumulative scores, usually expressed in this way, and they may have a part to play both in public health and what's sometimes called precision public health and in giving advice to individuals. But this article is pretty cautious. It's a mixture of uh, describing these tests which they assume are going to arise and um, but also saying and the bottom line is very clear and I'm reading it now polygenic risk scores for common complex disease will become part of clinical care in the near future. That said Genetic susceptibility for complex conditions should not be viewed in isolation, but be considered along with lifestyle and environmental factors in multivariate evaluation of disease risk. This may, of course, be a policy for the United States. But when you're dealing with a defined budget and a defined population, we have to ask, what is the value of these tests? And... The article very usefully and unusually has a section on value uh, with a heading, value. And it says, and I quote again, the value of polygenic risk scores cannot be assessed until the clinical utility has been established. What will happen, of course, is that these things could easily creep into practice because this is one of the causes of unsustainable healthcare. The innovations creep into practice 
and even if they're effective, they creep into practice without stopping the older interventions which should have been stopped. Even more worryingly, both in the US and the UK, private companies are now offering these tests. Now you may say, well, what's the problem there? Because the citizen is paying the cost of the test. But actually, it's usually the National Health Service that pays the cost of the worried person with a positive test result. In breast cancer screening, we managed to establish the principle that simply doing mammography was not doing screening and that if breast cancer screening was being offered, the private company offering to women under 50 should make it clear either that 1 in 10 women would have the expense of an investigation or that they were going to provide follow-up as well as the initial mammography. We need to make it clear to these companies that are offering polygenic tests that they will need to be responsible for the follow-up because we they are generating work for the NHS. Lab tests have increased threefold in the last 15 years. All lab tests. This is a new variety of lab tests and there's a severe risk that will increase in the next five years dramatically, whether or not the NHS decides to use them. The solution? Well, we need to develop systems of care with budgets and give clinicians the responsibility for the budgets. So that if a clinician was responsible for the breast cancer budget and a whole lot of women suddenly started appearing with polygenic variant scores, then she would take action either with those women, informing them that we did not do these scores in the NHS, or with a company. Because the company is generating work for the NHS, which we do not believe to be of high value. So, undoubtedly, the human genome is a great breakthrough, and the the reduction in costs of whole genomic sequencing is an advance. But we have to watch. As Donna Bedian pointed out in 1980, more is not always better value. If you want to stay informed about important developments in value-based healthcare, you can subscribe by joining our mailing list at www.3vh.org.